Welcome to So We're Late Podcast, where guest speakers visit every Thursday night. Don't forget to follow for new content every week. To experience a full encounter with Christ, visit Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church at 1977 West Jefferson Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, and call 818-745-1771 or visit SoWe'reLate.com for more information. Uh, our brother William King, <laughs> William King, right? He's been doing his summer series with us. Uh, and then today is week three. And today he brings us trust in the Lord your God, for he is your strength, okay? So help me welcome him on board and give him a round of applause. God is good. And all the time. Y'all are definitely my sisters. It's an insider, guys. We've, we've come to the midway point of this summer series that God has been able to bring to me and the people who are open. Can we turn it down just a tad? That God has brought to me and that God where are the speakers has opened your hearts to welcoming. Um, and it's definitely a blessing and a gift. Amen. Amen. Uh, the song is very simple. As you know, I haven't taught any songs. This is week three, so it's time for you guys to put in some work. Hashtag Rihanna. And the words, actually, first, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Doing that, you just signed yourself up for the choir. So pick a note, whether you believe you can sing or not, God gave you a voice and he deserves to hear it, amen? amen. Depending on whether it's good or not so good, as my, my sister and friends like to tell me. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. It reaches to me. All right, so we're going to do this a little professional. So all my guys or gals with tenor voices, this is your part. <laughs> you are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like, no other. Strength like no other, it reaches to me. Reaches to me. Let's try one more time. Together? One, two, three. You are my strength, strength like no other. Strength like no other, it reaches to me. Amen. Altos? All the ladies with the medium pitch voice. You are my strength. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. It reaches to me. Amen. Sopranos, 
God be with me right now. <laughs> you are my strength. You are my... Are we not going there? All right, it's all good. <laughs> Together, my brothers and sisters, one, two, three. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. It reaches. It reaches to me. Soar LA Community Gospel Tabernacle Holiness Choir right here. So as we, as we begin um, and reflect, the next words are, are simple as well. It's in the fullness of your grace, in the fullness of your name, you lift me up, you lift me up. Um, and you guys, I hope and pray that you guys join me and um, the psalmist William Murphy as we um, center ourselves and remember uh, that we are in the presence of God, allowing first and foremost myself to decrease so that God can increase. And uh, let that be your prayer as well. Amen? Amen. Amen. Jason, hit us with some music. Say it reaches to me. The strength of God is reaching for you tonight. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. It reaches. It reaches to me. Everybody say you are my strength. You are my 
sent the light here not because we've got it all figured out we come here and we give God praise and we listen to his word because we know some of us know and some of us have a feeling some of us are open to knowing that God is our strength which is why we should trust in him Week one was trust in the Lord your God. And I totally forgot. Somebody say ouch. Ouch. (laughs) Trust in the Lord your God for he is your strength. He is your peace. Our God is everything we can ask for or desire, everything that we can't even imagine. When we're weak, our God is there, whether we know it or not. When we're struggling, our God is there. And when we're great, when we're hopeful, God is there. But today, my sisters and brothers, I I want to talk with you on the subject that God is your strength. And I'll be taking the scripture from the Gospel of Matthew. If you have your Bibles, the Gospel of Matthew. And for those who don't really know 
how to navigate the Bible, you go to the New Testament, which is closer to the back. And we're looking at the 11th chapter, verses 25 through 30. Again, that is the, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. And as you are getting that, I would like you to repeat after me, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And now I want you to turn to your neighbor, put a smile on your face, and whether you have a mask or not, make sure it's not any of those fake smiles, because we don't do any fake smiles here. Amen? Amen. I want you to tell to your neighbor, God is most glorified in us. When we are most satisfied in him. And turn to your other neighbor and say, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. And now the reading from the Gospel of Matthew. At the time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and enlightened and the enlightened, and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens. Come to me, all that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart, and you will find rest. Somebody say rest. For your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If we would just, you know, let go of the yoke that we put on ourselves and that we allow others to put on us and take on the yoke of God, man, I tell you, my life would be a lot more stress-free. I mean, the, the scripture is on time. I mean, I remember last week we were talking about spirit in Southwest and how sometimes, all the time, spirit makes you pay for everything, including the air that you breathe on the plane. And sometimes, all the time, God is like Southwest and and even better because God is willing to take your oversized baggage that they may charge you 150 for. Amen. And he's willing to take some of that and put it on himself. And so the scripture is saying, take my yoke, take off the crap that is holding you down. Take my yoke for I am easy. My burden is light with me. You will make it. You will make it through the fire. He didn't say it was going to be easy. Now, that was just a word that I got off the cusp. 
for my sisters and brothers, uh, for you don't, that don't know what a yoke is, a yoke is a wooden bar which fits over the shoulders of a pair of animals, usually, and fastens under their necks to allow them to pull a wagon or a plow. In the first century, a carpenter first hewed out of the yoke in rough form and would finish the job by fitting it precisely to the beast who would wear it. Obviously, a poorly made yoke would chafe and rub, but a well-fitting yoke, a well-fitting yoke would ride comfortably on the beast's neck and shoulders. Somebody say, I want that yoke to ride comfortably. When Jesus says, my yoke is easy, the words might also be translated, my yoke fits well. How many of us have put on a pair of shoes that just don't fit? Or a dress? Or a pair of jeans that you thought would fit you because you lost five pounds? I know I'm, I'm guilty of that. And... But I want something that fits well. And I've searched all over church and, and I couldn't. Find the thing that fits perfect enough for me to say, you know what, I can, I can rock this for a couple of months. I can rock these shoes. I, I can rock Jesus for a couple of years until my dying breath. Church, I want something. I want something. I crave. I need something that fits well. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. One noted scripture scholar supports the legend that those words might have been the advertising slogan of the family carpentry business that Jesus shared with his father, Joseph. My yoke fits well. And at the time, I'm pretty sure it went over a couple of people's heads. Whether or not there is any truth to these legends in today's gospel lesson, Jesus does hold up a yoke as a kind of trademark. Not of his skills as a carpenter, because we know, I mean, he was the best. Who can be Jesus? But as a trademark of his ministry, church, a yoke isn't a very attractive symbol. It's actually very ugly, and it looks uncomfortable. Not the sort of thing that Arlington Avenue or, or Crenshaw Ave would have selling, right? Upon today's society. But... It has at least one virtue, and, and that virtue is an honest symbol. A perfectly made yoke not only fits well, but gets the job done. All of us are born to wear a yoke, and we have no say in the matter, unfortunately, except to choose which yoke we bear. Many people choose very poorly, and I have to say for the past 26 years, even though I'm a firm believer in Christ, sometimes, church, sometimes I constantly go back to the stuff that doesn't fit. For instance, sin can be a yoke. Sin can become our master. We become slaves to sin. And in Paul's letter to the Romans, the apostle says, I am sold into slavery under sin. I do not understand my own. I don't understand my own actions for I do not want for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. 
And this is the plight of everyone who submits to the heavy yoke of sin. All of us have our personal laundry list of issues, the baggage. Some of us deal with unforgiveness. Some of us deal with greed. Some of us deal with disloyalty, self-centeredness, big egos, drama kings, and queens. Just to name a few, because you know I can go on and on. But no matter which one of these yokes that we try on, we, we soon find that it chafes and debases us. And it wears us down and spiritually to the point where we are ready to just cry out with Paul. Who will rescue me? Lord, I need your strength. Paul then supplies his own answer and he says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. He says, for it is Christ alone who sets us free and breaks every oppression. The oppression, the yoke, the things that break us down, Christ can can set us free and build us up and make us whole. But Christ does, does not liberate us so that we may romp irresponsibly through life. He liberates us from the abrasive yoke in order to fit his own yoke on us, church. Gracias. That's the spirit. I'm starting to get hot flashes. And, but I, I, I said that last line, but I, I don't think we got it. Christ does not liberate us so that we may romp irresponsibly through life. Just because we're saved, we can't go back and doing the same crap that we've been doing. He liberates us. Christ liberates us from the abrasive yoke in order to fit his upon us. And as we heard in scripture, his burden is easy and his yoke is Amen. We're a little slow, but we're, we're getting there, church. The yoke of our Savior is different from all the others. The other yokes are hard. His is easy. The others chafe us raw. He fits us perfectly. The others are heavy burden. His burden is light. And, and there are several reasons why Christ's yoke is light. First of all, church, when we take up that yoke of Christ, we are motivated by love. Sin drives us, but Christ leads us. And perhaps for this reason, the word slave is not an appropriate way in which we should speak of our relationship with Christ. Oh, we certainly belong to him, church, and we certainly serve him. We conform our will to his, but we are not slaves. Like the song goes, I am not a slave to sin. I am a. Amen. We serve him, but we serve him out of love. A slave serves his master out of fear or necessity, church, or coercion. We serve Christ out of love and devotion. Obedience is our choice. And so love can prompt us to do some crazy and difficult things, the unpleasant things, the lowly things. In fact, those jobs that no one could ever force us to do, love, the love of Christ compels us to achieve it. We will undertake those jobs joyfully for the sake of those we love. To follow Christ is to be yoked in his service, but love, love, church, cushions that yoke. 
And the second reason as to why yoke, Christ's yoke is light is the yoke of Christ is in harmony with our nature. The yoke of Christ is in harmony with our purpose in life. The yoke of Christ is in harmony with our deep desires for wholeness of life. Christ's yoke is light and easy, not only because the yoke is tailor-made for us, but also because we are tailor-made for that yoke. And to to suppose that discipleship is an irksome weight around our necks like pitying the birds for having to carry around those burdensome wings. We are made for that yoke and that yoke that Christ asked us to take upon ourselves is made perfectly for us. But church, guess what? What? Thank you, Deacon. (laughs) Guess what? what? We have to accept it. And lastly, and most importantly, the yoke of Christ is light because that yoke is not carried alone. That yoke is not carried alone. The first century yoke was typically typically made for two, right? When we are yoked in the service of Christ, we are also yoked in the grace and the strength of Christ. The Lord who commands us to bend our necks to his yoke treads besides us and put his own shoulders to task. Like I said, I think it was last week or maybe for the first summer series, when I see these beautifully manicured crucifixes, I, I, I get a weird feeling because the road to Calvary was nasty, was brutalsome. I mean, flesh was tearing off the, 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 the skin, the body of our Lord and Savior. It, it wasn't a walk in the park. The good thing is, church, we're not walking in this park alone. We're not walking our own Calvaries alone. That yoke that that Christ gives to us, remember that it's not just us carrying it, but Christ right there by our side. There are two ways, church, to, to ease a burden. One is to take away some of the weight. The other is to add to the strength of the one who bears the way. That is the way of Christ. And the thing is, he respects us too much to, to lower the standards of the kingdom for our own convenience. Man, that's, that's a whole nother word right there. God loves you so much that he's not going to allow you to give up. That he's going to give you strength to keep pushing forward. Amen? I can't wait to get to heaven. He loves us so much so to not belittle us. He doesn't always give us small jobs or easy tasks. We know that, but, but sometimes he requires us from what he requires from us is staggering and, and, and frightening. And we know that, but whatever the job, Christ always gives us the strength to get through it. And having done it, we find ourselves to be stronger than we've ever been before. The the saying, the struggle is real, is absolutely real. But the strength that Christ gives to us is even more real. When the burden is beyond us, Christ is beside us. If we belong to Christ like we say we do, the journey 
is never too hard, never too lonely, because we do not shoulder the yoke alone. And those who trust completely in the Lord and believe that he is your strength will take refuge in him and and take his yoke. Those that take refuge in him will receive the strength of the Lord. Those that have that, that, that have to be prided and pumped to praise God, I, I suspect never really tried God or, or the God that I serve because I've, if you tried God, the God that I've tried, you would know for yourself that he is mm-mm good, like they say in Popeye's. When you're down and out, you'll take refuge in him. When you're fine, and you'll take refuge in him. When you're broken more ways than one, you'll take refuge in him. When you're not satisfied with the things of the world, you'll take refuge in him. When family and friends turn their back on you, you'll what? Take refuge in him. When the enemy comes in like a flood, we'll take refuge in him. Because church, when we take refuge in God, scripture says we will find rest. We will find peace and we will gain strength, strength, strength that will last. Not anything temporary. Strength that is permanent. My sisters and brothers, the number one thing that keeps us from the presence of God is our own pride and egos. The real sacrifice of praise is being vulnerable enough to turn to God. And that requires us to get out of ourselves. I mean, we, when we stop talking and caring about who sings the best or who's, who has the most degrees or who is most qualified or who's the cutest among the group, because I know I am no matter which group I'm in. <laughs> or, or we stop thinking or talking about how broken I am. When I stop caring about who's looking at me or how self-conscious I am. We, when we get out of ourselves, we strip ourselves of ourselves and, and we let these material things go. And then, and only then, will the true praise and perfect praise be beautiful in the eyes of our God. St. Paul says, my power is at its best in weakness. And so I shall be very happy, my sisters and brothers, to make my weakness my special boast so that the power of Christ may stay over me. And that is why I am quite content with my weakness and with insults and hardships that come my way and persecutions and all the haters talking mad mess about me and the agonies I go through Because I know I'm not going through them alone. For it is when I am weak that God is strong. Yes, church, yes, my yoke is easy. My burden is light, says the Lord. This is his very trademark. His golden arches, his advertising symbol, so to speak. And and being Lord of all, And Lord of all truth, he never engages church in false advertisement. We see these new technological gadgets that say they're supposed to last forever. And nowadays, they only last about six weeks. I remember back in the olden days when 
refrigerators used to last 30 plus years, and nowadays I can barely get my refrigerator to go five years. I'm only 26. That, that was, you guys are supposed to laugh. My, my sisters and brothers, uh, turn to your neighbor once again and put a smile on your face and say, if it wasn't for the covering of Jesus, and if it wasn't for his blood, and if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost living inside me, and if it wasn't for the word of God that straightens my path, I don't know where I'd be. I might have been dead and gone. I might have been too weak to carry on. But yet, but yet, but yet, I am alive by his love. By his refuge and his strength. And because I'm alive, I came tonight to give him glory. I came tonight to give him praise. I came tonight to magnify his holy name. And I don't care who's looking at me. I don't care who's talking mess about me. I don't care how I look. I know for a fact that I, that I, that I am a child of God. As long as I remember that I am his child, I'm going to always look good. I'm going to always smell good. I'm going to always walk good because I know that I'm taken care of. And I know that his burden is easy and his yoke is light. Can somebody give God just a shout of praise? Church, I promise I'm not going to be before you too much longer, but I just got a little bit more to say. Amen. I don't know about you, church, but I'm going to strip myself of myself as to give God the praise he deserves because he is worthy from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Because the day after day, even though I'm undeserving, he keeps blessing me. The Lord is blessing me right now. Oh, right now. Oh, the Lord He's blessing me right now. Oh, right now, and I woke me up this morning, and he started me on my way. The Lord is blessing me right now, oh, right now. Church, I just came to tell you that because God gives me breath every morning, I'm going to keep on praising him because he keeps blessing me, even though I know I'm not worthy. He keeps strengthening me. He keeps satisfying my soul to to a point of I don't need anything else. And because of that, I will trust completely in him. I will let my baggage go and take on the yoke of Christ, for I know that his burden is easy and his. Because when Elijah was running from death in the Old Testament, he was scared. 
He was hungry and he was hot. He was hot and he didn't know where to turn. But the Lord gave him food, soul food. Not the African-American soul food. I'm talking about soul food from heaven. That's, that's even better. Soul food is good, but I, I, want, that, I want that God food. And, and that soul food satisfied his flesh and strengthened, and, 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 strengthened and satisfied his mind and heart. And a promise that satisfied everything else. Church, the Lord that I serve is a Lord of permanent satisfaction. The Lord I serve is a good, good father. The Lord I serve may not give it to me when I want it, but he gives it to me when I need it. Understand this, church. Understand this. The Lord I serve will give me Give it all to me right on time when when I thought I had enough, when I'm about to give up just when I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. The Lord shows up and shows out because he knows who we are and we know who he is as to not forget his promises. My sisters and my brothers in Christ. When you think. When you think life has no purpose for you. When you feel walls crumbling in on you. When the issues of this world seem a little too heavy for you. I urge you, my sisters and brothers, to allow the Lord to transfer some of that baggage. Allow the Lord to be that light in the wilderness. Allow the Lord to be your peace. And we're not talking about a a temporary lonelessness. We're talking about something that is, temp- that, is, that is permanent. We're talking about something that will last. I, I remember a story long ago, church, when a woman was thirsty, not only for water, water of this world, but she was thirsty for something that can truly satisfy her innermost being. And I remember in that story, Christ said, I have something for you to drink that will, <laughs> that, will, that will make sure that you are not thirsty ever again. I have some water that is life-giving. I have some water that is spirit-filling. I have something for you that you can't get anywhere else. And all you have to do is try me. Try what I have to offer. Try what I have to give you. And I promise you, my sisters and brothers, we will be like that woman who tasted a piece of Christ and never looked back. 
We will be like the three Hebrew boys that walked into the fire, knowing, just having a feeling that they were going to get burned, but somehow a third man was in them, was in that, that, that furnace with them. And scripture says that a hair on their head was singed, not a piece of clothing was burnt. Sometimes we're like Elijah where we're feeling depressed and, and we're running from death. And we're just on the brink of giving up, but the Lord says, trust in me always. And I will give you rest. And I will give you food for your journey. I will satisfy you by my saving power. And church, sometimes when, when we think we're on the right path, like the Apostle Paul, don't worry, God will definitely blind you. Whether it's a physical blindness or a mental blindness or, 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 or you just get stopped in your tracks, God is going to come to you and say, hey, dude, you're not doing right by me. Whatever you're doing that you think is right isn't right for me. And so I'm here to tell you, you can either go on the path that I give you that's a lot easier than the path that you've made for yourself. Or you can see where that other path leads. But I'm here with you. Even if you go the opposite path, because why? He loves you that much. He loves you even to, to the point of walking with you in your sin. God is saying, I am here. My hand is out. Grab me by the hand so I can pull you out. When we're walking in a life of sin, our life just feels like it's crumbling to the ground. I will have to say, church, that sometimes that life of sin, in that life of sin, there is a temporary happiness. There are temporary good feelings. There is temporary life. But church, when you just try on the yoke of God, you get something that lasts a lifetime. You get something that just doesn't start today, but it, it keeps going into tomorrow and the next week and the next week because our God is love and, and it's a love that doesn't fail. It's a love that, that loves you in spite of it all. My sisters and my brothers in Christ, today, right now, as we continue on this mountaintop experience of learning and remembering and recognizing who we are and whose we are. Today, my sisters and brothers, I feel that some of us don't have the strength to go on. I feel some of us are relying on, on old things. Christ has come today to give us the new keys for his kingdom. What we have to do, churches, is to take the keys and unlock the door and be ready be ready for the miracle working, the promise keeping, the love, the overflow of grace and mercy that God has to give to us. Christ says, his yoke is easy, his burden is light. So why not, even if it's just for one night, 
Try it, God. Try it, God. My sisters and brothers, I I believe and I, I feel that the Spirit of the Lord is here in this place tonight and the Spirit is, is working or wanting to work in this place tonight. The Spirit of God wants to touch you in a supernatural way. And so I urge you in these next few moments to open up your heart, to open up your mind, to open up your souls so that you can be filled with the love and grace that God has to give to you. But first, church, you have to trust. You have to trust in the Lord. You have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. You have to allow yourself to get broken down a little bit. It's like therapy. We go to the doctor when, when, when we're not feeling good. We, we go to a psychologist when, when, when we're dealing with depression. But when we're dealing with things not of this world, we need to go to God. At that point, when we go to God, God will give us the tools to understand what is happening in this world. My sisters and brothers, no matter what it is that you're going through, know that God can be your love, that God can be your peace, that God can and will be your strength. God can and will be your light in the darkness. God can and will be that lily in the valley. God can and will be that flower in the middle of the desert. God can and will give you satisfying power. God can and will give you strength. But what we have to do, my sisters and brothers, we have to say, Lord, Lord, I trust you. And Lord, I'm willing to walk this journey with you. I am willing to to go through the fire with you. For I know and I will remember and I recognize that I am not on this journey alone. But I not only have you as my Lord and Savior of all, but I have my brothers and sisters in Christ. But I have a community of faith who is always with me. My sisters and my brothers in Christ. As we continue on this, this mountaintop experience, as we continue on this journey of faith, as we continue walking in our own deserts, I urge us to remember that we have to let things go. We have to let things go that aren't of God. We have to let things go that we put on ourselves, that that we take on from other people. My sisters and brothers, this may surprise you. You can't save people if you can't save yourself. Stop carrying things that you don't need. If you're not ready to carry somebody else's burdens, say, I'm sorry, my sister, but I can't do it. And then say, my sister, I will help you get to the point of where you can be vulnerable enough with God so that he can carry us both and our problems and our issues and our baggage. Thank you for listening. Please visit SoWareLate.com for more information. Don't forget to download the Esne app or go to JesusTheSower.com to listen to Esne the Sower, the Sower Ministry, moving with confidence.